Hello, yummy mummies. Welcome to Beyond the Bump, a podcast brought to you by Jade Caldwell and Sophie Pierce. This podcast is targeted at mums, mums to be, and women in general. And gents, feel free to have a listen too. It's a place to have real discussions and ask real questions, no matter how hard, with honest and authentic people. The aim is to have you feeling lighter, more supported, and more understood after every listen. Now, we can't promise that it will always be kept PG, so please be mindful around little ears. Here we go. In today's episode, we chat to both our husbands about all things fatherhood, how they found our births, the newborn period, intimacy post-baby, and just generally adapting to dad life. There are many giggle breaks along the way. We apologise for the audio quality in this episode. We promise we did not record this huddled together in a toilet. We had just bought a fancy new microphone and somehow managed to record the entire episode on our laptop's microphone. Anyway, we learn as we go and we hope you still love the episode. From now on for Christmas is you. (laughs) Is that the actual beginning? (laughs) Keep it. Love it. You should have seen the look on their faces when I belted out that one. Oh, I feel so embarrassed for you. Oh, I'm so red. Oh, okay. Now today in our very professional studio, we have um, Nick Squared, both our husbands, um, for... The podcast today we'll be calling my husband Sophie's husband Nick. Hello. And we will be calling Jade's husband Harry. Hi. Um, because that's what he often gets called. Um, and it just makes things a lot easier. Uh-huh. Um, so we had had a few requests to get these two strapping gentlemen in, um, to speak to them about how they found um dad life different things like that I think and then we asked um for people to send in questions about what they wanted to ask them and I think it's basically a way for people to ask kind of their own husband's questions without getting in any trouble and we promised these were actually questions that got asked and it's not just our way of um so if you had a few that you wanted to put in there and I said no no you can't do that so for example (laughs) I won't I won't go yeah do we have they are in there with the question, so we got one pass each. Sure, if you really don't want to answer it. Sure. Now, obviously, the um. <laughs> Not happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no pass. No pass. You're in our den no now. There is no pass. Um. So, would you like to quickly just introduce yourselves? Tell us a bit about yourselves. Nick, you want to go first? Yeah, for sure. Um. So my name is Nick, and um. Yeah. What do you want to know? You just tell us about you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm obviously dad to Poppy and husband to Sophie. Um, I have a couple of hospitality businesses. We've already plugged them, so you've already plugged them. Can I replug yeah. them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally down. And we also run a recipe Instagram called Recipes. I told him to plug that. Of course, so, you did. Yeah. Plug. At recipes. Okay, yeah. that's the Instagram. And who are you? Uh, my name's Nick, aka Harry, and I am father to Mia, 
Billy. <laughs> <laughs> He's remembered the three children's yeah, yeah. names. Guys, this is meant to be the easiest question yeah, of the bunch. Time to too many pauses, it's the first thing I do. That's a um, and, and husband to Jay, and yeah. Okay, so obviously the most common question we received was, how did you land such hot wives? <laughs> <laughs> What's funny? Do you want to take this one, mate? Or do you want um, if your name's Nick, you're going to score, boys. That's it. <laughs> Start naming them. Yeah, that, that's some parenting advice. Okay. Like, name your son Nick yeah. and you'll have a beautiful, smart, humble daughter-in-law like us. Yeah. I just fed mine. <laughs> Literally. Was, He's a feeder. Yeah. Oh, dear. That's all. Okay, no. Getting on to the real questions that was if you couldn't tell a planted one (laughs) um did you before you have kids feel ready to have kids Nick how old are you Nick uh 28 okay yeah and Harry I'm I'm 29 and you're 28 I'm 28 so if he's 28 and you're old I'm quite (laughs) I'm quite mature how old are you you're 32 or 33 come on man I'm 32 32, I am 32 I'm not 33. I called myself 28 all this year and then realised when it was my birthday that I was actually turning 28 then. So yeah. I feel um, you. I was yeah. 14 for like five years. <laughs> <laughs> Before or after you were oh, 14? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it depends how you want to yeah. <laughs> All right, Nick, you uh, buzzed in first. Yeah, I'll hit this one. Um, yeah, I, def- I wanted to have kids from a really early age. Um, so I've kind of knew that from the get-go. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I definitely felt ready and I think probably slightly naive <laughs> in terms of what it was going to, what that, what like parenthood was actually going to be like. I think for me, even though I always wanted to be a dad, yeah, I, as much as I love it, I think there's challenges within it that I didn't necessarily like foresee. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I've kind of like, I want to have kids young from, as, are you in the car? Or no, you, I've got a sister. You got a sister. Yeah. 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 So you have you want a big family? Um. Yeah. We we only had two, but I think yeah, for where we for where we live and like I love having kids, so I'm pretty happy to have a posse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah His cool. mum tells this story about when he was in daycare. He hated going to daycare. Like he was one of the older kids at daycare, <laughs> and he absolutely he hated has the same it. Story. And they let him go in the baby's room, and he was like fully happy because he just got to look after the babies the whole time. Well, I don't know if the baby's parents <laughs> would have been stoked. <laughs> We're not going to mention what the daycare was <laughs> Um, Harry, would you say that before you had kids you were paternal? Um, not really. I was quite young. I was, what, 22? And I, we were in the, we'd just been travelling, like, heaps and, um, you know, living a pretty hedonistic lifestyle. And so I never really was thinking about, you know, 22, thinking about where you're going next in, in terms of travelling. And, um, but I, I'd been with Jade for what, three or four years, four years yeah. bef- before we, before she first got pregnant. So, um, I always knew, I knew her quite well by then, obviously. And I knew that she was <laughs> an only child and she absolutely loved children and yeah. couldn't wait to be a mom and was yeah. extremely maternal. Um, and so I knew that would always happen. I always knew that if, you know, I slipped up or we slipped up, there won't be a, there's not a, you know, yeah. chance in hell that we're going to do anything to, 
jeopardise that. So straight away I I knew that was in my back of my mind so I didn't really have a choice and and what do you know, like, you know, I got the call. Three kids later. Yeah, 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 here we are. Are you paternal now? Yeah, yeah, I've got a bit. Yeah, have three, but yeah, of course. A few questions came up about your feelings when you were watching your wife give birth. So, Nick, how did that process make you feel when you were in the room seeing her in pain going through this and feeling yes. like a helpless man? I, I didn't feel helpless. I didn't feel like a helpless man. Around. Thank you very much. <laughs> but, um, it's gnarly. It's like I think – so I've mentioned it, um, I think, in one of the other podcasts possibly, possibly – um, about thanks for listening. The what was it called again? Calm oh, birthing course. So we did this um, calm birthing course, and the to be honest, I really didn't want to do it. And then when we did do it, it kind of changed my mindset. Rather than like so, because she was a doctor. Every time we went and spoke to the obstetrician, I knew she knew what she was talking about, and he knew she was a doctor. So they would kind of speak like doctor language and I'd just sort of sit there and be like, oh, whatever, like hmm. I'm just kind of here as a bit of a passenger. But when we did that course, um, it definitely made me realise that um, that it's like more of a kind of natural event and it's a bit of like, I don't know, afterwards I thought of it more as like if we've got like a match this Saturday coming up <laughs> and, and we have to like kind of get through it together and I can like actually help her and I learn about like all the different processes and and – I was particularly interested in the breathing stuff because I know, like, for any kind of sport, how important breathing and mm. those types of things can be. And I think that's important because, you know, you have no idea what is going to happen when you step into that Oh, room. for sure, yeah. I was, so I was pretty much ready just to, like, sort of stand it ahead and be like, so wait for the baby to which, come which out. Which is what – and it's fine, but that's yeah. just what everyone yeah. seems to do yeah. because they don't know any different. So it is great that you actually got – you know, um, information about helping breathing, what you can do to actually make that. It made me excited for it, definitely. Um, So I think before I was, I was like just super naive about the whole process and then doing that course made me quite excited about it and prepared so that when I saw, um, when the sort of the process started, I was like, all right, let's do this kind of thing. Yeah. But there was one point where um, I was starting to see like, blood and juices come out of the end zone that I was you can just call like, it a vagina holy fuck like my wife is dying and I hit the um like emergency button or whatever that is like and the panic button yeah and just fucking like midwives popped out out like literally <laughs> dropped from the ceiling and I was like ah oh, she's bleeding like something heck is going on but it was that she'd started pushing and and um, like Poppy was. Wait, did the waters break in front of you or something? No, I'd already waters. had it my waters. It was just like she went from um, like not not being zero that far along. I think you were like, like five centimeters. And then I'd learned about transition. I was like, babe, maybe you're transitioning. And she oh, just like going into the next. She like snarled. I was like, I'm not fucking transitioning. <laughs> like I'm only five centimeters. Blah blah blah. And she actually, and she was. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Um, and then, yeah, but oh, I just wasn't prepared for, like, the blood and stuff that is supposed to come out. Yeah. That I was like, shit, she's, like, hemorrhaging or something. <laughs> um, so that was pretty hectic. And then I hit the button. I was then, not hemorrhaging, P.S. No, just, she wasn't hemorrhaging. It was just, like, normal just birth, a normal, normal birth process. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then when all the midwives and stuff came in, it kind of did make it feel a little bit like you, I did feel a bit helpless kind of in that point. 
And I just had the keep looking at the midwives to be like, is my wife dying or is this like normal? And they seem sweet. Sure when the heart, that little heart monitor goes, beep, 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 that's what always scared me, you know, just go out and they come in and check it. Yeah. And you always think something, mm. you know, might be tangled or, you know, just that always used to freak me out. Yeah. I, I actually didn't find the midwives that reassuring. It was more that I was like looking at the reaction on their faces to see if they were shitting themselves or not. Well, to be honest, I felt reassured oh, looking yeah. at... They didn't say anything to you. Like, looking at Harry. Fine. Yeah. Always watching the air hostess is like, you panic because yeah. <laughs> like, you panic, I'll panic. Mm. Totally. Every time I looked at Nick, or sorry, Harry, in the room, I felt quite calm because he was either relaxing on the chair, like, you're right, babe, I'm just going to have a sleep while you're, you know, just chilling. And then he, what was the other one? I remember with Mia, I looked up after oh, having an epidural. And a nurse is just fitting him with a rubber glove on his head <laughs> and dressing him up. And he's like, babe, look at this. And I'm like, I'm getting oh selfies and I like trying to get one of you. And but saying that, you were incredible. And when I needed him pushing and all that, yeah. he was my rock. He was the one holding me and yeah. doing the deep breathing. I tell you, you get better each child you have. So by our ninth, you should pretty mm. much be Dr. Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> I think your ninth is second or third. Naivety yeah, is only going to help you in that room, I think. But, mm. you know, if you go in there trying to be a know-it-all, yeah, you'll probably sure. get totally blindsided or, you know, by something that you're not ready to see or you didn't know that. I think it depends yeah. what kind of person you are, though. Like, I think that I feel like you thought naivety, like ignorance was going to be bliss, but then when you actually learnt some stuff, you were then like, oh, I feel like now I know what to expect. I think it depends what you what you learn. I know what you're saying. Like I think if you have too too much, it's the same as like that birth plan thing. If you have too much of like a plan of yeah, how it's yeah, going to yeah. go and you go in and you think like uh, you really do have to trust the um, – Hang on, Nick – all right, Harry keeps copping into the doona. We're not in bed together. <laughs> we are in our daughter's room. All four of us are yeah. in doing this. We, we can't wait to show you the footage. He does have asthma. It, we have bushfires. Do you want a pillow, hunt? I'm fine. That's okay. fine. Just let me do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So do you boys have any tips for partners in the delivery room? Is there any main things that you would like to pass on to new fathers, fathers-to-be? I reckon just go in there with an open mind and enjoy it because the first one you can't, you, you don't enjoy it because it's so new. You've never seen anything like this before. You know, the same thing where you look at your, your partner or your wife in, in severe pain. All you want to do is transfer that pain onto you take it away. Um, but you can't. So that, that first one is quite harrowing. The second one, if you can, uh, and I want, I'm not going to tell, you know, a new father to be like, just go in and relax and you know, just take it easy. Like, like I definitely just take it all in and relax, but, you know, I can't expect someone to be totally, you know, relaxed in that sort of time yeah. for the first That's time. Right, the second one, definitely go in there and really enjoy it. Remember how quick and easy Billy was? I think we were both we both <laughs> no. <learned. laughs> no, it. Was it was your easiest. It was your easiest. You're right. And I just feel like you take so many lessons from the, the first time. So try to um, you know, just enjoy that. Yeah. And over the three of them, has there been something you've learnt that you like a technique or anything that you feel has really helped Jade? Well it's all up to it's all Jade, you know what I mean? She determines what Technique is going to make it easier or feel you, more comfortable for her. So you did the, you did a bath once. You did the sitting on the toilet. But what usually works is me 
holding on to you. Mm. And standing, standing up as up. well. So, yeah. like, she'd have her whole weight, on pregnancy you. weight, and, you know, whatever child it is. Okay. <laughs> That's what I mean. Uh, I don't mean the general, general weight. Every single I mean the baby. Remember the, I mean yeah. the extra human you've got. Yeah. Hanging on you. On your neck, and that's fine. That's if we if all we can give is uh, like our love through the strength and holding yeah. and getting a sore back. Like you that's guys why we both got bad backs. Yeah, yeah. Shit, they did it for nine months. So one, one, yeah, you guys did nine one nine months. So like one eight hour, ten hour stint shouldn't be too bad for us. Oh, that's so nice. That is yeah. Nice. I hung off Nick as well, yeah. getting up, like, and, and yeah, so up and down, up and down. When you guys yeah. have the contractions, you know, you're pulling out, you're like a bat, you go to, back to being a baby again, <laughs> strangle us, pull out yeah. hair, you know. But it is comfort because I am, I mean, he, my face is in his chest and that is my sense of comfort yeah. while I'm going through this pain and he's got all my weight. Yeah. And when I gave birth to Billy, she, I was in between the bed and the bathroom. The toilet. Yeah, the to- okay, so I did a poo and then the head was coming out and they tried to transfer me but it was too late. So he had all my weight mm. and I was giving birth, just standing up. So yeah, for, for ages though, for the whole time, you know, you get up, you do the stand up to make it feel better, you lie down and you get up and do it again. So it's happening yeah, throughout the whole Yeah, time. it sounds like yeah. yours is similar to mine because yeah. when I was having contractions, I wanted to be on my feet and yeah. then in between them, you like you want to get as much rest yeah. as possible but there's not enough time to go like bed standing, no. bed yeah. standing. So I did the same. I just would sit on the toilet in between yeah. and then just hang yes. off Nick during the contractions. Like yeah. knowing those, knowing kind of those stages that you go through means that like when when particularly when your wife like you know wife partner or whatever is in that really um intense pain it's good to know the stages i reckon because then you can be like oh this is like normal for that stage rather than being like something's going wrong mm. and hit the button yeah but, uh, you know what i mean oh. so it's like i feel like part of that it is like just you know kind of going with the flow whatever you guys kind of want and knowing that that's how it rolls but also knowing like um, just those steps and like that transition bit and then helping you guys through that um, those different phases like normal for it to be really painful at this bit and that means she's about to start pushing you know rather than like freaking out as part of that process because I feel like midwives and doctors do it so regularly mm. that they don't necessarily articulate that very well they're like oh she's this many centimeters or Whatever that intention goes. So what's happening now yeah, is like that's true. whatever. So one thing that was really helpful that actually we learned from the calm birth course was as soon as we got into the room, Nick turned the clock on the wall around, which was really good because it meant I couldn't watch the time. So I had yes. no concept of because they said like you know you you as a yeah I wasn't thank God yeah yeah we took the casino approach yeah. exactly because um, you've met. Actually, from a guy's point of view too, if you know how long it can take, mm. I think going in thinking that that is how long it's going to take and if it's shorter, sweet, whatever. Yeah. But I was going in, I'm like, oh, we're here for a marathon. Like, yeah. This thing could take <laughs> a really long time and I had that idea in my head that I was like, all right, let's like lock in and yeah. do this in. Well, Sophie, what about for you as a, as a doctor, yeah. if I was an obstetrician, did you – 
were you comfortable? Like, did you kind of know what was going on the whole time? Or is it just you're in disarray, you know, you're having um, trouble, you don't really have time to I'll do answer it, disarray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was in disarray. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So would you, yeah. would you have known what was going on when it was all happening? Um, I mean, I don't think you can ever, no matter how many times you see someone give birth, you giving birth is just so monumentally different. I look back now, I don't know if it's like a hormonal thing or whatever. I have really fond memories of my labour. I don't know if I'm tricking myself that as because in, I'm about to. remember the pain? As in like it was painful, but I, I, I don't know. I don't think there's a word that you can even it. describe yeah. it. No, but I didn't enjoy it. Like, because I was going to say enjoy it, and then I was like, no, that's not true. Uh, I didn't it's, enjoy it's like, it. it's like, a, it's like but, doing a, a, an event or something like yeah, that does a triathlon. I don't necessarily enjoy but it. But they go back for more. Like, that's right. And, that, and there's you know, something yeah. empowering yeah. about it, like, and the how proud I felt of myself yeah. afterwards, and how proud I felt of Nick afterwards. And oh, it gives me goosebumps every time I think about it. And I think because I hated being pregnant so much, I think I found giving birth super empowering because I was like, that's over. And, and that's how I felt because yeah. I had hyperemesis as well and I found that right at the end, I because a lot of people say, no, 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 I, I love um, pregnancy and I don't like giving birth. For me, I knew that there was a 24-hour block where I was going to just go for it mm. and then all these symptoms of vomiting and sickness were going to go. Yeah. And I cool. and for that my my mind was like much clearer. Yeah. Knowing that this is the end now like yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm in pain but you know cathartic. Yeah, and, but it's and very it's painful. so yeah. primal. It's really, but you know, it's cleansing. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, you got this is the final hurdle. Yeah, and I think it just takes you, no matter how, you know. I mean, we were talking about it last week with Timmy. Dr. Timmy. Like, no matter how quotation mark natural versus medicalized your birth is there is something so primal about the whole thing and like I don't know like the noises you make yeah. and um when, when it was time for me to push the midwife said to me you know you're too up in your throat you need to make mooing sounds and Nick Nick's I just turned to her I was like don't tell my wife to moo I was like I, I, I have a real hard time laughing and stuff so <laughs> I was like oh, don't tell they were making a joke no they weren't no, making a joke right. they were like but a moo sound will really help you did you twist it no no I just laugh oh, like, okay. I laugh really easily I was like don't ask her to start mooing because like, I'll just lose it and I know I won't be a supportive husband <laughs> anymore I'll be like pissing myself he knew that if he was laughing while I'm pushing he's going to be yeah. in serious trouble oh, but totally. he's like but if my wife is mooing I don't know if this I'm is too much laughing. of a segue but there's that story from when we were in the um Remember when, like, you had a miscarriage? Yeah, you can tell it. <laughs> yeah. So oh, I'll on. give you an example. As he laughs. This is a huge... No, but this is no, serious. This is a real okay. segue, but, like, uh, for our first um, pregnancy, we, like, got the heartbeat checked and there wasn't a heartbeat and stuff. And, and that was really sad. Like, so it was obviously had, it was going to have a miscarriage, but we had to go in to get one of the internal, um, whatever you call it, ultrasound. ultrasound done. And um, I just had never didn't know what the process was, whatever. Just going along, being the supportive husband. And um, anyway, this traumatic. this lady um, calls us in, and she's pregnant herself, and she was really pretty as well, and quite young. 
and then there's an older lady in the room as well. There is this guy. I can see where this And so is I'm like sitting there and so's on the bed and then she was really nervous and she kind of already had Not me. The, 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 the lady who was pregnant was training to learn how to, to do the ultrasound, ultrasound from yeah. the older lady. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, they had a rough idea what was going on. They're like, we're going to do an internal. So she gets out this like <laughs> so lightsaber. Do they, do they know? Did they know the situation? Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. But they just get out this lightsaber of a probe and they're like, we're going to do like an internal on your wife. And so I'm like, okay, didn't realise the size or like just what that thing was going to look like. Anyway, she's really nervous, so she's got the jitters. So this thing looks like it's like vibrating. (laughs) And then um, she goes to like put a condom on it. And then the heart, yeah, they put a condom on it. Medical straight out of like, it's, like, it's like a lifestyles packet yeah. or whatever. I don't sound like an idiot or like, a, like I'm trying to do it, but what's a condom then? You like, don't know about a, condoms, Bella. What's, what's a condom? Is it Libra? Is it Libra? No, that's a tampon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like a Durolex or something. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, like, as yeah, in, it is like you go to the supermarket, you so buy condoms. Yeah. Anyway, it wasn't ribbed for extra pleasure. So she's shaking, right? And then the old lady, the older lady training is trying to help her, and they're oh. both stroking this thing. <laughs> and I'm there just like, oh my god, mate. I, 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 I was like, honestly just holding in my breath from losing it. And then I just internalized, like, not laughing so much that we got through it. And then as soon as the door opened out of thing, I just burst out laughing, like, what were you crying doing? with laughter. That was- well, so, I didn't know. He was in the corner of the room, literally pulling on his own eyebrows, I just faced trying, down and trying, trying, trying to cause himself so much pain. And you know so how there's a little end in the condom? They're both fiddling yeah. with it, trying to get that, like, like, the bubble doesn't come out, but they're just playing with it. At the most inappropriate times, those like, you can't contain those. Oh, man. And I think I because... Leave, I think I because the whole office because even in the waiting room, I just <laughs> couldn't stop laughing. And they were like, like, this is just how this guy's dealing with it or something. And I just had to... I was going. In high school, I remember, you know, you'd do a, you'd do a minute silence for a memorial, not a memorial, but like maybe like an Anzac thing. And I respect the Anzacs more than anyone, so it, was, it would be really horrible when this happens, but someone would like drop one in one of those really important, yeah. really serious <laughs> things, and you got you and five mates trying to hold it in, yeah. like absolutely rib cracking. Yeah. You don't want to laugh. Yeah. You actually can't. Oh, you can't. Uh, yeah, the, the more you're told not to or you know oh. you're not meant to, you. You can't. But the mooing thing was the same situation. I was like, don't, just please, don't. Oh, mooing. I can imagine. Just let her do the, let her do the raw or whatever. But she starts <laughs> mooing on the table. I'm going to be gone. So I, I ooed instead. I dropped the air. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Because I I'm in, you know, a very highbrow. Yeah. On the sexual. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was exactly the same as, you know. <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay, well. Sorry for the digress. But I feel no, like that's, that's okay. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, okay, you, Harry can talk now because you've taken over. No, um, the hardest adjustment after, I guess, when the first baby was born, your first baby was born. Well, I just seem really ignorant saying this, but I, when you get new children and you get older and all that sort of stuff, your memory obviously tends to fail you a bit. So, now we look at me through rose-coloured glasses. Obviously, you're probably going to remember every minute of it. But no, I I'm always the same with you on that. And they and they also when you've had three, they mix. they mix. You know what I mean? Your memories aren't as you know you can't trust them as much. As, so I can't. I, you know the biggest. What was the question? 
<laughs> he's so mean, isn't he? That's what I do. No, I just love that he was talking about memory and then he's like, what's the <laughs> hardest, yeah, hard, hardest adjustment? Prove my point. It's the brain. Yeah, so I, can't, I, well, I can't remember particularly for each kid. Mia, you know, it's all, it's, it's so new, so unique. It's so, you know, exciting that for the, you don't really adjust for ages. You know, yeah. that romantic period, that honeymoon period, whatever you want to call it, when it's all pretty fresh and, you know, yeah. they just look like absolute angels for the first month, so I don't know how long yeah. it's different. Um, and then the adjustment, just I don't know. Maybe it's it wasn't. It's not hard, but you realize that you've got more responsibility. You know what mm. I mean? It's not like like you know, for instance, if you go and die. <laughs> like, I'm serious. I'm serious. If you go and die, you know, at, you know, in a car crash or something that you could have prevented by way of your driving, you know, I'd be looking at myself as, you know, how could you do it? So you've got a lot more responsibility on yourself because you've got a family there. Now. Yeah, it, it changes the way you act, you think, you take, um, you know, you do extra precautions you, you, do you normally have. Yeah, yeah. So. That's I, I reckon that's the biggest thing is yeah. you and it, it happens naturally, happens yeah. totally organically. You you just do it as a father. Yeah, um, it's that father instinct you get. But I think that's the other thing. You know, you're like, oh, I can't be an idiot with this group of friends right now. Yeah, you know, you can't do something stupid. Usually, it's probably a good thing. You know what I mean? I guess that's yeah. what being a father is. You grow up, you mature, um, you gain more responsibility. But definitely, yeah, you can't. You got to decide when you're gonna play. Yeah. Up fuck up, make yeah. a mistake, you know, yeah. go off on a limb. Nicholas, um, same question to you. What did you find the hardest adjustment after Poppy was born? Cool. So I reckon the hardest thing for me wasn't necessarily just after she was born. I felt like I was like really mentally prepared for sleep deprivation side of things and because I was so excited about having like our daughter that, you know, it's sort of first three months was like exciting you know I was like even if she'd wake up at night I was like happy to watch happy to be awake just because that was our daughter or whatever and I think once three months hit and I remember she started sleeping a little bit better I was like fuck I'm so yeah I was like I'm so exhausted and like felt pretty burnt out and I remember I was starting to go back to work but then I was like, I felt like I was like at 50% of maybe what I used mm. to be able to do in a day. Just, just you know, because... You went back to work a lot earlier than that, though. I went back to work earlier <laughs> yeah, yeah, than yeah. that because we opened a cafe. But in terms of like in my mind yeah. going back to work and applying myself, I think the hardest thing that I found was that just that adjustment mm. was like, oh, I want to be such a present dad, but I also have to work how much of me can I give to both of these things and I think um I think you just have to be realistic about that like going into it but I think in terms of like a mental battle and and adding to like the tiredness and balance that was probably the toughest adjustment and I think it probably still is the the toughest adjustment is like you know you're with your family you want to be doing this but you also you know, might have like ambition or, or certain things that you want to put your time into. You're trying to balance the two and do both of them really well. Yeah. Because you care about, you know, you care about both of them. Yeah. So I reckon that probably that. Mm. Well, then, and that was one of the, one of the questions was actually, how do you find juggling work with family? How have you found that, Harry? Oh, it's, it's definitely quite difficult. Um, I feel like it depends on your child's age, but, 
you know, obviously with the the tiredness, that's always a big factor that contributes to pretty much probably a lot of a lot of initial problems comes from being so tired. Then you go to work tired, and then you work, and then you come home, and you so want to be a good dad, and you all you want to do is hang with these children, but when you're a bit, you know, maybe a little bit short-tempered or you're grumpy because you've been at work. So I think that's that's always a pain. You just want to be there and spend time with your children all the time and whenever you get the chance. But, you know, five days a week, usually at work, you know, all yeah. day. And then you, know. you sort of want that one day on the weekend to have you time. Because but you shouldn't get, you shouldn't have to have one day. It's so, you know, it's so cruel that, you know, you get that one or two days at the end of the week to spend time with your children or spend all the time with your children. It would just be so good if you could do it all, you know, all the time, obviously. Yeah. That's that's the goal. I find with, you know, being to um, a couple and then having a baby and becoming a family, it is such a huge adjustment for you both because you are taking on this new role as being a parent and also trying to work out what this new relationship dynamic is. So before it was just, you know, you two going out to dinner when you wanted to, you do, you know, sleep-ins, um, yeah. you go get the coffee. Sleeping, what just that? Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what we used to do. And then we had to work out our dynamic, our family dynamic. And for me, I took my mothering role um, was I'm happy to do pretty much if he's working – I do the um, during up in the nights because he's got to get up early and do physical labor. I'm and not pretty good with that. You've been pretty good with him. Yeah, and I do. I oh, I'm in the morning. I shouldn't whinge about it too much. No, you do most of the game. But then you know, I'll do the lunches, the breakfast. I'll do um, all the house stuff. He'll come home, and then he's purely. I'm talking about what you don't do. Well, well, he's hands-on with the children when he does come home. So he's the best dad and he plays and he does all that. And I would way rather him be doing that than me saying, hey, I'm tired. Can you go and clean this up? Can you do that? So we we work out that, yep, you are the breadwinner, you know, financially. You go out and do that. I do here. Once again, there was a huge, you know, area where we would say, I do this, I'm tired, I do this, but you do find that empathy kicks in somewhere so you both support each other more. Yeah. And, look, it, it doesn't work for everyone, but we're, you know, three children down and six years on, we're sort of got a pretty good balance to our life, I think. Yeah, we're starting to definitely work it, work it out more. Now, you know, it takes takes a couple to work out, I reckon. Mm. Well, it depends if you're going to have more children or not. Well, harder. The more definitely by, when you get to the, the third, you, you've you got a structure has to, you know, really come into it mm. a lot more. You know, when you've got one or even two, I think it's, it's probably, it'd probably be a little bit more go as you, you know, see how it goes. Go with the flow. You go with the flow, yeah. exactly. But um, with the... Third, now it's like you've really got to be like, okay, for instance, you've got to have more seats in your car, like all that yeah. sort of thing. And, you know, that sort of structure comes into it with your time management. Yeah. With, okay, if you're going to go out on that night or that thing and, I'm gonna, you know, then, you know, and you just, you just compromise. Yeah. We do. You do yeah. compromise. compromise. That's right. And that's, and that's a big one, I think. You yeah. know, you've got to learn that if you 
if you're together, you're a couple, you're married, whatever it is, you have and you've got children, or actually even if you separate, compromise is so huge, isn't Absolutely. it? I think what you said about the, I know you were kind of making a joke about them, but what don't you do? Because I think it's so easy um, as a partner, and I think especially as a mum, to start to resent your partner because they get to, like, you know, back in the day it's like, oh, your job was such a slog probably felt like at times and then all of a sudden there are some days, you know, when you're a new mum where you're like, oh, my gosh, I wish someone would just send me to work. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? With like some brain stimulation. Some, from some stimulation to talk to some other adults sometimes just for some basically time to yourself which sounds ridiculous um and I think it is so easy to resent your partner because maybe it's easier for them to leave um but I think it's so important to reflect on okay so I'm doing this this and this but what are they doing and it's so easy to miss what they're doing and I think it's you know, you do have to be grateful if they come home from work and they probably are tired and if they, you know, um, you know, come home but give it all they've got to play with the kids or help to bath or help with this or whatever, it, it, it is easy to just think, oh, no, no, you've been out all day, this is just expected. Who, who hasn't had those grass is always greener on the other side? But oh, absolutely. You know I mean? like, <laughs> how many dads have come home the mums have been like, all right, you're t- like, you know, you're doing, you're like, oh, you go out and get on the machine and yeah. get on the shovel and all that sort of stuff. And then the mum goes, all right, I will take it. You know, yeah. And the truth yeah. is, we, and it's just, we know, can't it's do, it's a cycle. Yeah. We, we don't, you know, you do your job well, I do my job well. And if you can try and balance it and make it work, then that's a whole journey of parenthood. Unless we become house husbands because of the podcast. Well, it's funny that you say that that's because we are thinking <laughs> of actually going yeah. to Europe. Aren't we? For our podcast. Sophie's looking at me like, what? You keep, you keep, um, you keep just dropping these yeah. things yeah, on me on, on live. Europe. Yeah. yeah. Not you. Taking the oh, you guys can come as the next. We're staying. <laughs> and I promise this was actually us. It's not yeah. just me. <laughs> um, how did you find a change in intimacy after have, becoming a father? Or, and I guess your wife or partner becoming a mother? Well... There's definitely less of it. Um, I think, yeah, I don't like you guys. No, um, I think, like, not without sounding weird, but I'm like quite an intimate, like, sexual person. I would oh, say. The girls on the end of this. But, uh, oh, yes. but so Blushing, I I'd say for me, feel free to take yeah, some of it from me. Like, I'd say, like, where my like where our, like, relationship was beforehand with intimacy and, and you know, sex and everything, it was, like, it, the expect, not expectation was high, but there was a high level we of We had that. sex a lot. Is yeah, what sex, yeah. But so for, I think, like, obviously I had to be realistic about it, but I think making that, we definitely make time for intimacy, but you do have to, like, dial back your expectations on it. Like, mm. it's it's... You know, that's not um, Sophie stroking your leg right now. It's me. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's just 
you know, I'd kind of, second of it. I put myself in your shoes, I guess, to think about it from your side of things. <laughs> think about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Wait, so, I missed it. What? I do, he puts that. himself in, in your shoes. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, yeah, that's how I get it. That's how I get it. <laughs> and there's a mirror. <laughs> yeah. I have small feet. No. <laughs> um, Just Patrick Bateman and American Psycho. Oh. And there's me too, that's my... There's own. nothing wrong if your partner likes to wear your yeah. shoes every now and again. I no, think, sorry. Yeah, you were, you were on a good probably, path. I think there's like... There's definitely less of it, but I think your expectations have to be realistic and I'm particularly it kind of goes back to normal after a certain period of time. And then we had our second baby, which is kind of I guess like a natural rhythm of why everyone gets their like sex drive back is because you're probably both ready to yeah. procreate and then then it does, you know, dry up again. Yeah. So, and I'm one of those people when I'm pregnant, like libido is zero. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I just put yeah. yeah, seriously. I and it goes from like trying to have a baby yeah. where I feel I feel yeah, like come on, let's yeah, go. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's a female thing or it's me, but like I'm very like outcome driven. So if it's like but also, if it's like we're trying for a baby, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go. But I can't like I won't have sex if I feel like it's for an out, like... Well, obviously, mentally, you probably... No, but for me, if it's like, this is a transaction, I'm not into it. I'm yeah. out, like... What? So... <laughs> Nick's looking at I'm me. I'm glad like, you don't have transactional sex. That's great. <laughs> no, but that's what, I mean, for me, it's, like, very much, like, it's, like, a core need for me to, like, have yeah. that intimacy and yeah. that feel connection in it rather than... It just being like a. So you're into like kissing those and. Those girls like... are blushing. So that's. Don't crash. So, I'm blushing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it'll hopefully go swing back the other way again. Right. But. Um, I'm really hot. It's really hot in here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely, <laughs> definitely less of it, but I'm pretty like empathetic. So I can understand why, you know, females don't have a sex drive while they're pregnant or. <laughs> Soon after, you know. Mm. But you hey, I'm here when you're man. ready. Nicholas. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I'm going like to play that back to him every time. No. He does like the annoying, you know, you get into bed and he does the annoying. Take that. Over back. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm I feel like a better show. person. No, I honestly feel like a better person when there's more intimacy. I feel like we have a better relationship. Yeah. I'm like less highly strung. It's like a core need for, for men. He's and literally and metaphorically lighter. <laughs> oh, yeah. dog, this is fantastic. What about you, Has? Well, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, kind of same, the same. You know, you definitely get less of it, but that's on your part as well, you know. It's not just on one single person in a relationship and, you know, that's why you gotta, you know, you got to work on it. you got to, like, just like anything. Don't well, worry, he, he does work on it every day. He tries every day. Yeah, I do my own solo training. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's not what I mean. you got to be ready for the game day. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's in terms of, like, intimacy, I don't think it's really changed that much unless no. it gets interrupted a lot more, you know. The intimacy. Have you guys had kids well, to knock on the Have door you had because our only child is in a cot still? Have yes. you had any like walk-ins? Yeah, Mia's walked in once and opened the door and goes, "Why is the door closed?" Yeah, and, she, and she's and she's like pretty getting onto it now. Like she knows what's 
she's not just like hats on the door. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and like they're very inquisitive children, especially yeah. at that age. She's oh, six. for sure. So she just, you know, there's a door closed. Yeah. What the hell's a door closed? Isn't yeah, doors closed in this house. Yeah, yeah. Straight policy. in, and you know, you've you've got a ten minute window. <laughs> You know, it's always ten, you know, ten minutes in the middle of the day. Well done, Harry. Yeah. Yeah. We were like a half an hour window. Fifteen so second window. I actually, up, I actually upped the amount. Of, you know, of course, minutes. you did, darling. Uh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say the old two minute window, yeah. but I didn't keep everyone. <laughs> we're all about being honest here. This is an honest podcast. <laughs> ten seconds. Oh, we could have done a second window, honestly. <laughs> Um, how did you find? <laughs> we could do it with a second, <laughs> like within seconds. But yeah, fifty seconds. What you guys are doing? Window, yeah, no, you're doing your video window. now. No, sorry, I said. Oh. All right, boys, calm down. How did you find um, bonding with your children? Bondage. Oh. <laughs> We're moving oh, on. This is not rated R, okay? No, it's already said you're not a tangent. <laughs> that can be an Easter episode. That one time was great. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 50 shades. Um, okay. <laughs> moving on. Okay. How did you find bonding? With your children as newborns, did you find that difficult? Because often, you know, the mother's breastfeeding or or something like that. Like, did you? Did you? Oh my God, Nicholas! Pull your eyebrow here, right? Okay, I'm going to start the question again. No, that's yeah. It's bonding with the children. Well, once again, they're all different. The first one, you know, is. you're looking at everything new, you know. You've never seen anything like this before. But do you feel it's helpless? yours? Because I'm breastfeeding. Oh, is that what you mean? Yeah, kind of like did you find it difficult to, like, um, to not feel needed, but, like, you know, obviously there's a... Oh, you're needed. Um, Don't worry. Yeah. You'll be needed for things. Might not be obviously breastfeeding, but you'll be <laughs> needed for other things. And, no, I never felt that, you know, when you get your time. You know, when you're up at... All night and the mother's having a sleep, you're not going to sit there and be like, gosh, I wish I had that time. Or, you know, you just, yeah. you just enjoy it all the time. Yeah. Um, but the third, with Yumi, our third, I'm finding a really, maybe once again, I just, there was such a gap between the last two that you forget those feelings. Once again, your memory kind of doesn't, um, Kind of betrays you a little bit. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, bit, my so, do you need a glass of water no, or something? No good. I'm like you in these situations where I just go for it. Just like, yeah. strung out, <laughs> strung out to a hills hoist. <laughs> so good. I actually really agree with what you're saying. I think it comes down to like the relationship with the parents. <laughs> You're going to start laughing, you make me laugh. I reckon it comes down to your relationship as parents because I think some mothers can be very possessive over their yeah. child, you know, whereas I think, like, when... Oh, my God. <laughs> you're going to make me laugh. Laughing is infectious. So we've been laughing. I feel like the biggest thing was when Poppy was sleeping on my chest. That was, like, the best thing literally ever. Mm. So I feel like some some mothers I observe who have kids and I'm like, oh, wow, like if I was a dad, I'd feel a little bit like, you know. Disconnected. It's, yeah, it's hard to kind of get your really, you know, quality time with them. I think as a mom, if you really can allow yourself to check out and let the dad have the time with the baby, 
kind of in their own zone. Yeah, and not give them rules. Like, yeah, for sure. Don't like, say, oh, them... she likes to bloody do this and yeah. you're doing it wrong. Oh, Let them go. They have totally. their own way. The best and I think, for me. And I think, like, as a mother, you're things. making it up as you go along anyway. So just let the dad make it yeah. up as he goes yeah. along. To, like, unless it's freaking dangerous or something. Yeah, well, like, when yeah. we because we were in Cabra at the time, we had one of those, like, slings. Mm. And Sophie would be wrecked and I would take Poppy in one of the slings and go get a coffee and it was like the best like three hours ever and I think just like having that time where it's not like oh you're always trying to get them wrapped her in the snuggle me or whatever and we were just chilling having a coffee but I feel like more dads doing that stuff now where it's like you go out and everyone's like oh you're so good like you've got the baby Mm. with you or whatever it's like for a lot of women that are a bit older looking at dads doing that now they think it's weird Mm. but that time is amazing it gives your wife a chance to properly rest because reality, if the kids there like in a snuggle me, and you're there but you're trying to rest, you've always got your ear like yeah, no, yeah. yeah. they move and they're yeah. loud, and I I agree with you on that yeah. because when I decided, well, let's rephrase that, no, when I decided that I wanted a third child. I said that, you know, it'll be exactly like the two. I'll just pick up, you know, all that. Mm. It's fine. Obviously that didn't happen and he has really had to, he's probably had to do a lot of my role as well as his role um, to keep our family afloat. And it is so nice and refreshing this time around to have him, you know, he's got the best bond with his third daughter. He does with all of them, but they... She absolutely adores him. They go for lighthouse walks, have swims. There's this routine happening when they can. That's and awesome. And they, like... That's, that's what I was saying before. The third, if you're lucky enough to have one child or three or whatever you decide, the third, you learn from your past mistakes, you know, you can implement them to the, the new baby or whatever it is. But also the other thing is you, like I said, memory, once again, you forget of how good a time it was or... Or how hard a time it was, and then you don't want to take this your last child for granted. So this one, yeah. you really go in over the top, and you go, "I'm not going to make the same mistakes," or "I'm going to, re- I'm going to every day I can, I'm going to take them to the beach," or you just try to really solid- solidify that bond yeah. because mm. you know it's your last one, and you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, like I said, make the same mistakes. So you really try to put in the put in mm. effort, yeah, and, and you get the reward. Like I'm. Like I said, this feels like a like I've never kind of had this as much as the other two. This is just like something else. But she does say she's this baby Yumi is the one that likes me the most out of all of them. Yeah, was I getting this much love for the other two? Yeah. Like, no, you're getting extra love for this. One yeah, for sure. Did you find that with Billy being the second? Um, did you when Billy was born have to do a lot of like divide and conquer? Like was Mia kind of like? Yours, or like, as in, like, because I kind of know when this second one comes. You know, when when I had when we just had Poppy, we did a lot of like Nick would get up a lot overnight and help me, and you know, we were very much like a team in everything we did. Um, Whereas when there was, I imagine when there's two, it'll be more like no, kind of like Poppy. You need Poppy kind of needs to be your responsibility at the moment. Did you find that at the start? It is because. You know, as much as 
you would obviously love to breastfeed, you can't. <laughs> um, I found, I mean, you Thanks for shooting me, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. I'm going to have a crack. Poppy loves so many nice. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Jade! <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. You build, you build the bond as well, though. So when I would take Mia and I'd have the second one, you know, Mia and my bond would, would grow because we're spending yeah. more time together, you know. So. Harry, we both have really immature <laughs> partners. <laughs> you know, I'm really oh, actually happy laughing. You're going to bum Pinky, don't you? Yeah. I'm really bum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're going to be laughing. <laughs> <laughs> my, my sister's husband has a barring <laughs> Wait, just collect yourself before you tell the story. And that was his like best man. And I just had, I had to give him the rings, but his ring finger's so bung, I knew he couldn't get it off his finger. So, in that? the ceremony, but we're in this really like, ca- ca- like strictly Catholic church, and I pull his ring out and I have to hand it over, and like, I'm like sweating as much as I am now, just like because I just had to thread this like <laughs> ring on through an obstacle course. Yeah, as soon as I saw you picking your battery up, I'm like, oh, oh god! Well, you know, you're watching it. I mean, you're just spying on the pink. <laughs> What do I mean? When, he, when he was talking, they were talking like this yeah. and then it caught my eye. I'm so, really insecure about it. Sorry, Max. Like, really Lucky this no, is a podcast. Yeah. Sorry, you can delete that one for it too, but like, <laughs> Can oh. you just show it up no to the camera? Is, I think I'm like tough. Hold your hand up. I think I'm like tough. <laughs> like this tough footy head for having this real buckled finger and everyone's just so disgusted by it. I'm just so When Nick was getting all hot and heavy about intimacy before, it was actually because he was checking out your pinky. No, I was like... Hang on. So you Okay, moving on. Back to why you've been asked to be here. Yeah. Please. Um, with the one-on-one time, I think it's so good for bonding, but I think it's also so good um, for your partner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like hiding under the table. I'm like, yeah, right. I should have waited to tell you. I should have waited. I should have explained to me. Oh my god! Episode two. Oh my god! You guys aren't getting asked I'm back. Who the fuck's idea was this? Like, okay. Oh okay. I'm good. You're not. You're good until we start talking. I remember the first time I did a short shift, and Nick was like. Oh my goodness, it got to two o'clock so quickly. Like, how is it to, um, you know, and it was really good for him to see like how much was actually involved in it rather than like, you know, the, the really nice stuff of taking them for a walk or whatever is great mm. too, but it's also good for them to see the whole like, oh gosh, now it, you know, we've done another crap, got to change that. Oh, now it's time for a sleep. Oh my gosh, the nap's over, you know, mm-hmm. all of that to get a good perspective on what it's really like and I think that sometimes I had some friends who whose partners maybe didn't do that and they had trouble to they couldn't really see how it was that difficult day to day and I, do you know what I mean I actually think that with with Harry I you know I don't really realize how much I do just off the top of my head so when I do leave the house for a few hours it is quite a lot 
for him to do yeah. because he's so not used to it yeah. and that's three kids for him. So he's going to do breakfast or he's going to do dinner, yeah. then he's going to do Yumi and then a bath. Like yeah. There are so many um, so many different jobs for him to do. It gets quite um, intense. Harry, what did you find it like um, being the partner of someone going through postnatal depression and anxiety? Well, I guess I guess you could say you could probably feel like you were the cause of it a lot of the time. Like you put, you'd blame yourself thinking, oh, you know, I should have been there, should have been more supportive, like, you know, just in general. Or, you know, I should have taken more, um, more of the load, you know. So it's definitely blame yourself a little bit of the time once you find out or once you both have that discussion. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just, you know, I've been through a little bit of, sort of mental health issues myself and you just got to kind of think talking about it always helps. Like Jade is very vocal about it. She obviously spoke on her platforms about her journey and, you know, the one, the times that I've gotten over it or, you know, seen it's been a bit, it's gotten brighter for me is usually through, um, through talking and communicating, whether it's with a, you know, a, clinical professional like a psychiatrist psychologist or even a um you know all, all your friends friends and family and and jade she was always very vocal about it as soon as she kind of realized what was going on and 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 before she even talks to everyone else she's going to talk to me about it mm. and we're always going to have um quite candid discussions uh myself going through it as well so we once you get you get to the bottom of it quite quickly if you talk about it you really find yeah. out what the, um, you know, what the crux for that whole uh, situation was or, or, or even the, the slow, gradual load that, that um, created it, you know what I mean? And I've never asked you this question, but when I was going through that because it was a, f- a rough few weeks, did you think that I was having a mental breakdown or going into a depression or did you think that I was just not coping? Well, we, we, once again, we discussed it, you know what I mean? We said, we, you'd say I'm not coping, like this isn't, I'm, you know. Did you know the severity of Yeah, it well, it's, it's, it's more than what I was used to, you know, you always, we all have bad days or we all have, you know, you're both bickering or whatever it is or the load you know, you're feeling extra tired this week. So yeah. sometimes it's hard to judge. You just feel like this is another uh, case of one of those days or one of those weeks. The severity is just a little bit different, but you know, that's, you got to keep an eye on that. You got to be aware of it. You got to, you got to talk to each other and, and find out what the problem is. Because if you don't, you just think, Oh, one time it'll be so your anxiety will be so through the roof and you just be like, Oh, this is just a little bit worse than yesterday. It's all, it's all good. But, you know, they're the truth. They're, that's what you've got to look out for. Yeah. They're the signposts you've got to be aware of. What did you admire the most about the first time your wife, Sophie, became a mother to your child, Poppy? Nick? What did I admire the most? <laughs> yes. Um, just, just to say you've come back in with some <laughs> Yeah, I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. And you ask that in a very mature way. Like we're all meant to think like you're I'm really I'm professional now. I'm trying to not now. get into love. Yes. Well, you're, I'm good you're now. straight around the day, right? Yeah. Now. Okay, the question. No, 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 that came in my head. Let's go. Um, I don't. It's really hard to like pinpoint one thing. I think, like, the biggest thing that I kind of notice is how our relationship has changed since 
like where we were before to now because I think before we had such an amazing relationship as individuals but then obviously the dynamic does really change once you have a baby but we just kind of went with the flow but we both had the interest of like trying to like trying to look out for the other person as well as not just for our like we weren't just so focused on Poppy we were like communicating really well and looking out for each other and I really felt like we kind of became a family and a team more so so I don't think there's like a a trait or something that I would admire because I just kind of felt like the thing I guess I admire is like just how we kind of changed as a couple and family maybe I love that you guys just when we've been speaking through podcasts you are you are very much a couple that are we and our and you are like what you are one both of you are one yeah and our relationship and it's it's a great relationship but we are very (laughs) no 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 but we are very like I am I I I and he's he 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 but we 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 but when you talk you know, just how you answered yeah. that was, I think that was us doing that. Yeah, I think that's also the type of person, like, I'm a... Some people would call it codependent. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I'm, 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 like a, I'm a hugger and I'm like, for me, the, you know, we talk about this all the time. Like Internet a, and sex. Yeah. yeah. You <laughs> are just really do. ramping up the... What's your Instagram account? For me, it's more like... I can never do like long distance and I I, like enjoy (laughs) having a really close relationship. And so for me, like if Soph's like looking at me weird for the morning, I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, because I just can't deal with like, if we, if one of us snaps at each other, which happens very rarely, but like I have to deal with it like then and there and understand like why. Yeah. You don't want to drag it on. Yeah. He doesn't like to drag it on either, but we are the opposite we are always having little arguments and it's funny because the other day Mia goes you guys never fight and I looked at her and I was like what do you mean she's like oh you just never fight I'm like we argue all day but the thing is we get over it like that so to her that's not a big fight so and I think everyone's dynamics are different but Mm. just for me personally like I'm not a yeller or a fighter I don't even like if I argue it's always like It'd be conversation like it is now, so very I think um, yeah, I just don't, approach. I just don't do like not very rational, not irrational, irrational. Yeah, and I can do conflict, but it, for me, it has to be a conversation. And even like with work stuff, if I feel like someone's getting angry, I just like step away. I'm like, let's come back to it because I'm like, like keen to kind of talk with that kind of energy around. Yeah. So for me, I feel like because I've done a bit of that work on myself and. I feel like that has helped us in the way that we do things. So I think in terms of what I admire, it's like, you know, shit's changed, but we've rolled with it and kept that essence of like how we like doing things as part of it. Yeah. 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 Well, I admire that. Cheers. Well done. So the conversation about admiring me turned into admiring Nick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classic. Classic Nick. <laughs> and Harry, what did you admire most about Jade when she first became a mother? Oh. Or, cons- or consecutively after that? Well, it goes back to one of those questions you were saying about when 
you've got the when you've got the baby for X amount of time, you know, during that time where the mother would usually be getting up to breastfeed or, you know, there's no time that a mother should do anything. It should be split. I agree. But, um, yeah, when you do those roles, you look at them in a different way and it's just appreciation. You, you, they go out for the night and you stay there with the bottle and getting up every time and you just go, oh, that person is superwoman, like a machine. Mm. And you just appreciation grows, I think. My appreciation grows anyway every time that I've, you know, got the kids for a longer period of time than usual or, you know, she's out or whatever it is. It just, um, you just go, oh, what a, what a machine. How, the load yeah. that she takes on. And not just children as well. I've got to think, okay, I've had the, the children all night. I've gotten up and done the, the, um, the feeding and stuff like that. However, on top of that, she's doing the washing. She's yeah. going around dropping kids off while I'm at work, going getting things organised for the house, calling trades, you know, even doing her own trade-like stuff all on the farm. So, yeah, it's just total appreciation. Um, and, yeah, I love it for it. Aww. I'm so glad really we nice. did this, yeah. guys. Isn't it? <laughs> so nice. So nice. I think it's important, though, to, to not swap roles, but for your partner to be hands-on because a friend of mine said to me last week, she walked in, her husband walked in one day and she said, you've got to have the kids. And he was like, I've just finished work. I'm going to have a beer. And he sat outside and had a beer. And then her work ramped up and she started being the one that was the breadwinner and he stayed at home, looked after the kids. She walked in one day and he said, you've got to take the kids. I've had enough. They're just screaming. She said, I've got to have a beer. She walked out, uh, sat out there and had a beer. Absolute legend. <laughs> absolute legend. And it was yeah. so good to hear that they both then understood how much responsibility on both parts, yeah. you know, everyone's doing. So you, once again, just respect and empathise. Yeah. I think too, like work can sometimes, like I sometimes, I see work now in some respects as like, I think some guys use it as like a justification, mm. you know, like I now look at my time like, all right, if I'm going to be working, then it should be providing for my family. And I, like I've noticed in some people that kind of use like work in some ways, it can be a bit of a holiday, like in that, in those early stages. I remember going into the roastery and like going in and be like, I'll, I'll you know, bag some coffee or do whatever. And I was like, this is actually easier than, like being at home and having to think about the next feed and all this kind of stuff. So you can switch. You can switch off. In yeah. Terms of your, like subliminally, you can. Mm. Um, your subconscious can kind of drift. Like mm. when you're driving, you don't know how you don't know how you drove five hours. You can do that at work. Yeah. Whereas when you've got a child, when, these mums they're stimulated. So they're just on all the like whole time. I mean, mode, you, yeah. You have a nap and you, your baby's in the cot next to you or something, but you never yeah. really. You know, yeah. you and really I, switch off, or there's a cool near you. You're always yeah. thinking, yeah. you're just being protective. And naturally, yeah. mums would be so stimulated all the time. Yeah, 100%. So, for a, a guy to, or whoever it is to go to work, it is definitely you can switch off mm. somewhere inside your brain. For sure. And you're the, still thing physically I, moving. the thing I like about it too is that when you do go to work and you come home and you've had that little period away from your kids and you really miss them, I really look forward to that time. And then if you as a dad can, like, take that on and give your wife some time off, then that's epic because I think um, 
for them to like I know if I've had Poppy for a long stint of days sometimes you do feel like you need a break because it's feeling like a bit of a chore mm. so if, I think yeah if you're putting your, if you're both in each other's shoes <laughs> you love it yeah, you're wearing each other's shoes again <laughs> and um and uh and then yeah then you can see from each other's perspective and they get a couple of days off and really miss playing with them and get to spend that time again so yeah I reckon Definitely. Um, and I think this will be our last question. And I think it's important because um, I think that I can't speak for how all women feel about their partners and the fathers of their children, but I think you should both be commended on what amazing fathers you are and the job that you do. And you do um, take, you know, the load for Jade and all from what Jade's told me, <laughs> for Jade and I. Um, so what do you... Jade a <laughs> Yes. Good. Yes, he Great does. So, Sorry. <laughs> I concur. Yeah. Apparently I don't take the load enough and Jade should yeah. step in and take it every now and again for me. Like if I've got to do it. Should I ask that question again? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Continue. Um, so how can women support their partners um like what's one way that a woman can support their partner when they become a father or as a father yeah how, how do you think that you know uh, i guess it's just it's just vice versa it's just both ways it's two-way street you know whatever whatever you girls go through whether it be mentally physically all that sort of stuff whatever you um, you know, it's same goes for, for men and vice versa. So, you know, especially with mental health stuff, if you're going through something, the partner might be as well and might yeah. be able to talk about it. I'm not saying that's happened with myself. I'm just saying in general, yeah. yeah. Whatever, and, and same with the, the boys. Like if you think you need boy time, excuse me, boy time, you know, with the fellas and you need to go to a job, you know. The mum might need to do that as well. And they might need to work. They might want to be a part of the workforce. Mm. That's right. And you come back, when you have that break, whoever it is, mum or dad, you come back a better parent. And oh, I think there's nothing partner. healthier so than, missing, than missing your partner every now and again and missing your child yeah. every and now I, and again. And I love everyone more when yeah. I just have that hour break, even if it's shopping by myself. Yeah. That's huge for me. So, yeah. yeah. And what so do you I'm think? I'm hunting next week. <laughs> um, just joking. Anyway, I reckon um, that I think communication is the biggest thing because, like, the thing that I've noticed from, like, an overall picture is traditionally, you know, guys are the breadwinners and women look after the household. But I think, like, the where, you know, what's helped me is when Soph and I have conversations about, like, what we're doing and where we're going on a – on, like, a – total level because then it gives you an understanding like we often have conversations of like you know our life's not going to get much better if we earn any more than x amount but if you if you were to try and say build your business a whole lot more and you have to work a whole lot more then your quality of life is going to be less so i think like actually for me having those conversations gives me like a really clear picture on what both of us really value um and then we can like be like okay cool well, you know so if having time to say do the podcast and me making myself available to look after Poppy in those times or whatever, that's really important to her. And then, you know, for me, I can articulate what's really important to me and then you make sure you carve out that time for each other but also, you know, how much input in terms of like 
work you need to do to earn what you need to earn as well to look after the household but having quality of life as well that for me is like what helps me feel relaxed rather than just being like I'm the provider I have to go out and work like you know you're an all round just crazy and like and just earn as much money as I can for my family because that's what we have to do and thinking that's what my expectation is too well I feel like that's what kids are hardwired from particularly men growing up that's like the messaging from like kinder right through is that the dad goes out and works and for me that was a bit of like a switch that flicked when we had poppy it's like oh we need all this money and if we want to send our kids to private school or whatever which we don't necessarily but just for me that were like the thoughts that were going through my head is like we need all this money i'm the provider and those types of things but when you start to have conversations about what you actually want to do on a day-to-day basis and the life you want to live that makes me feel relaxed yeah just each day, I guess, rather than just playing a role that is like pre prescribed or whatever. Thank, Thank you guys. so much. That was fun. Thank yeah, you. Happy to do it. Yeah. Merry Christmas. I, mean, I, had travel, <laughs> I had to travel really fast. So I've been <laughs> laughing so much. You can now go have a cold shower, Nicholas. Yeah. Thanks so for listening. So do all those girls. Now <laughs> <laughs> we having cold showers. Now I feel like I'm going to have a shower. Now we having a scrub and a change of clothes, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond the Bump. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and give us a review. If you didn't, good on you. You can also follow us on Instagram at beyondthebump.podcast to stay up to date on behind the scenes and future episodes. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.